This is a Wizard's Nightshirt podcast, episode 14. Welcome to the Wizard's Nightshirt. This is episode 14. I'm Scott, and here with me are Will. I wasn't ready. I thought you were going to say Rebecca. <laughs> you wrote Will on the sheet. <laughs> you, I was just going to comment how Will wrote his I'm name. Panicked. He Will wrote a little script. I was going to say Rebecca, but then I'm like, I'm going to mess. I'm here. 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 Sorry. And Rebecca. Hi. Do you want to do that again? Or not? I don't think so. <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right, very good. At the Wizard's Nightshirt, we're revisiting He-Man, Masters of the Universe, and She-Ra, Princes of Power. Today, we're reviewing She-Ra, Season 1, Episode 7, The Seahawk. Air date was September 16th, 1985, and in this episode, She-Ra rescues some pitiful elves and gets mixed up with some pirates. <laughs> now that we got through now that. We, yeah, we made it. <laughs> we made it we through made that. It. I would just like to say, state for the record that Will gave Scott a little printout that had him introduce Will first, in case you were wondering about who, who thinks are the most important person on this planet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just try to see what rolls off the tongue a little easier. My name always sounds pleasing when I'm thinking about which one. <laughs> you were dreaming it's, of yourself. It's just, yeah, it's just such a, such a soft and... Nice I don't think that, see that. I don't think that's true. Your name is very difficult for me to say because I can't do short eyes from where I'm from. We don't say will. Up in the holler. Up in the holler, we up go. In the, up in the mountains, we shake chicken bones for mm-hmm. medicine and things like that. Will. Yeah. Is is William easy or? William is easy. Yeah, I can do that. I, we should probably mention that it's going to be Scott's birthday pretty soon. Yeah. Scott's birthday. Yeah, was, I'm excited. <laughs> Not well, really. But what I want to know. <laughs> what I want to know is. Is Scott now officially too old for He-Man? Have you find, is this the age that you can no longer play with or think about He-Man? Is it time to grow up and get a job? Does it count? <laughs> get a job. Get a real job. How about that? Yeah. Um, uh, does it count if I'm playing with a young person? See, that's why people have kids. So they can still play He-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I was, mean, that's one reason. I was playing with, uh, at the library, they have like little worker dolls it's like doctor and all that stuff in a dollhouse and grant wanted to play so i was playing with him it's pretty fun i'm already breaking out in the sweats thinking about the uh uh alcohol lotion that i will need uh playing with those things what do you call that they'll call it alcohol lotion <laughs> uh, we, like, we we call it sanitizer hand, yeah 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 hand sanitizer yes yes, <laughs> yes. I, i'm trusting they have this nearby uh we uh, sarah always has it on her okay in good. her purse good okay yeah or i have some in my car too okay. You need a little bit of germs, just a little bit, so so you build up that immunity. <clears throat> so, do you want to tell people how old you are? <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> well, I'm not. A couple more days, I'll be 36. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you so you were prime He-Man age growing. Yeah, up. Oh, yeah. You were yeah. right. You were right. It there. was it was in. I mean, it was in syndication. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I don't think I watched it live, but I probably watched She-Ra live. Yeah, I mean, it was, I probably watched it for years, you know, because it was on, I don't know, you know, it was on after Scooby-Doo, before Scooby-Doo, or, you know, all those. <laughs> In between Scooby-Doo and the 13 Ghosts, you know, yeah. So, as a grown man, 
What present are you hoping for for your birthday? Oh. He-Man related, right? I don't know. The, the new Funko just came out. Man at Arms or uh, yeah, Trapjaw. Yeah, good. Yeah, they look yeah. pretty good. Their colors are great. Yeah, yeah, real great. Yeah. I'd rather get Trapjaw than Man at Arms, though. <laughs> he does have a mustache, though, so yes, that's good. Yes, he does, so he has power. Mm, yes. Don't you love the smell of the sea, Swifty? I prefer the smell of oats. <laughs> so speaking of birthdays, Swiftwind, who is the color of birthday cake? His, his voice is a gift to us all. Oh, there we go. Speaking of birthday gifts, Swiftwind's voice is a gift to us all as we, as we open. Swift. Yeah, they, they, they do a lot of just riding around, just flying around, yes, see, seeing what's up. Patrolling. Well, yeah, we, yeah. Uh, like an episode or two ago, maybe it was last episode, we figured out that She-Ra is much more comfortable changing into and out of uh, She-Ra than He-Man. He-Man needs a reason. She-Ra is just having fun. It's really weird because already I, we've seen a couple of times where it's almost like she does a reverse change. Mm-hmm. Like for her, she's just like, I'm cool being She-Ra, but sometimes I need to be a little less obvious. I'm going to be Adora for a little while, which is what she did in this episode. And she doesn't change back until, you know, she needs that extra boost. <laughs> So this is an episode about the sea and sea people. And so I'm assuming that, Will, you must have been terrified. And Scott, you must have been excited because, <laughs> because you like the sea. Is that like why? The is that sea. the sea? Yes, because I love the, the sea. sea. Because of the sea. Salty sea air in my face. I was excited to have uh, a sea episode because we rarely get to see new settings because they like to recycle stuff all the time. And also that's kind of a challenge to see them have like a a seafaring sea-related episode. And yes, I did hope for a sea monster. When the little elves started talking about that they saw a sea monster, I thought we were going to see a sea monster, but they were just talking about a ship because elves are stupid. Oh my gosh, can we talk about the elf prejudice in this episode? <laughs> they were kind of patronizing. It's very funny. Like, they, they didn't even talk. So, so apparently in Etheria, elves are... They, they live in a port town that is that is fishing industry related. Mm-hmm. I'm not That's sure. That would be very hard for elves because all the fish <laughs> could eat them. Everything is a sea monster to them. <laughs> That's true. So I don't know if they were just born on the ocean and you're like, well, we got to do fishing. Be, ah, bass. Yeah. Ah, brim. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're only not scared of minnows. Oh, my God. Could you ah, imagine a jellyfish? Ta- they would get tangled up in seaweed constantly. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. This seems very dangerous for them. <laughs> but then in addition to those hazards... Oh, you have to cut, you have to cut your... um. Coke can tabs where the elves will get stuck in it in the water. That's oh, that why. would be grisly. Washing up on shore. It's like, this is why you do this, kids. We told you about like, it. No. You kill some elves. The, the plastic rings, though? Yeah, yeah, the plastic rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They like, were so big it's on It's like a duck on, and an elf that. right next to each other. <laughs> You're cleaning oil off of elves. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Dawn commercial. <laughs> These poor elves. So in addition, the sea was a bad decision. Why did they settle maybe there? Maybe they were just born there. Can they just? They need to just like make their homes around a little puddle or something. If there's one thing I know about the sea is that if you're born near the sea, the sea is in your blood. And then if you are a sailor, you are called to the sea. So that you just can't question that, okay? I just don't know how they survived that long. Crabs? Marauding crab tribes? Scary. Well, I don't know what to tell you, except maybe the elves are a little smarter and more industrious than people in this in this land seem to think they are. Because I don't know if y'all noticed, but they did like, they managed to squeeze in about three or four insults about <laughs> elves in the in like two minutes they were talking about them. You know, they were ragging on their size and then their intelligence or their uh, gullibility or their 
ability to make up stories or their propensity for lying. I mean, there's all kinds of like elf prejudice <laughs> in this episode. Poor little guys. Uh, She-Ra and Swiftwind were also like extra catty and kind of high society about the way they insulted them too. Like, so, like they're very careful about how they chose their words. Swiftwind was like, they're little people with big imaginations. Yeah, when, and he, was, he, meant, he meant they were lying. Yeah. Oh, swift win. <laughs> what else did Shira say to insult them? Um, later in the episode when she was Adora, uh, the elves were mentioned again. And um, when uh, our uh, hunk du jour, the Seahawk, shows uh-huh. up, you know, he says, you're, you're not an elf. Uh, because you're not so-and-so. And she goes, I'm too big, too. Like, I mean, like, I'm also yeah. too big to be an yeah, elf. Yeah, she agreed yeah. she was too beautiful to be an elf. Oh, right, it was too beautiful. But also bigger than an elf. Also bigger mm-hmm. than an elf. In case you didn't notice, like, that was the... I was like, really? Was that necessary? Adora? You know, all that time serving on the Horde Force was not good for your, I don't know, prejudices. <laughs> so to help understand where we are in the episode how we meet the elves she and Swiftwind are flying over the ocean and see a sinking tiny elf ship she-ra dives into the water saves the elves and brings them back to the beach to their little uh elf town and she hears about how they were straying from their home because they're scared of a a sea slash flying monster they've been seeing and she was like well where did it go and the mayor mayor guppy says that way and just like points uh, wildly at the ocean and she laughs at him in a condescending kind of way like hey, we'll we'll find it thanks anyway one thing that i did enjoy was um you know usually when they're out patrolling and you see her rescuing somebody she'll they'll like she'll get them on swift wind and then they'll like all fly away together but then i did enjoy that she like lifted the ship and daintily tipped the water out and then like like sort of swam with it like like a pool noodle and water aerobics <laughs> like all the way back to the to the that's, town that's i mean that's guys this is some strength right there you ever try lifting somebody over your head in the water and swim <laughs> at the same lot. time I, have you seen dirty dancing i mean you know it's a it's a big part of the important thing it's very important it's important skill uh, Rebecca, a special uh, girl contributor to our show. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even seen Dirty Dancing that much, but I know that that's a crucial part of Dirty Dancing. Okay? I had to see it on a school bus trip when we, when uh, all the um, baby boomer uh, parent chaperones had made us watch Fleetwood Mac's The Chain concert video about 50 times already. Oh, <laughs> see, and that's why you love Fleetwood I Mac. I do love Fleetwood Mac. To this day. <laughs> Loving Fleetwood Mac. Rhiannon's like a 70s Shira. <clears throat> Scott, didn't they have to do this in lifeguard training? Didn't you have to like stand with bricks in your hand? Yeah, it was like a five pound brick though. It wasn't like, it wasn't like. <laughs> it wasn't a battleship. <laughs> no, no, it, w- it wasn't like a ship full of, of elves. <laughs> I mean, maybe they, maybe maybe the five pounds weighs more, but I don't know. <clears throat> yes, yes, you had to do something like that. I mean, I kind of don't blame Shira for getting confused for thinking the elves are kind of dumb because while she's holding the ship, like one of the elves literally leans off sides like, "Thanks, Shira." <laughs> I mean, it's kind of hard not. To. Okay, but you know, everyone in the rebellion talks like that too. Oh yeah, everyone in the Whispering Woods is kind of adult. Yeah, if you're not making fun of the little. Sp- Friggin' guys, I guess elves aren't that much better. The twiglings. Yeah. As we have called them. I don't know their actual people's names. So what was the sea monster? Monster? What was the sea monster? We figured it out pretty quick, right? Cleverly. Yeah, it was a boat. (laughs) Right. 
He has like an it's it's flying like, boat, right? It flies. Yeah, I actually thought that animation was really clever because um, they had it had solar powered sa- sails that like would come that they like unfurled, and then mm-hmm. when it was solar powered, it could like lift up out of the water and fly, which I thought was pretty good design for a you know episode about a pirate boat in Shira. <laughs> I have to say, when I saw the still on Netflix from the episode, and I saw the little elf faces, I was like, dear lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I have to say, you know, we don't have to, you know, get into ratings yet, but I actually quite enjoyed this episode. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I was, I was surprised, surprised too, um, because they get pretty quickly into establishing this is, you know, what I would call, consider like a, a lore episode. Um, they do actually acknowledge um, Adora's past as the Force Captain and that sort of thing. But basically, when they find out uh, what they're talking about is a ship, she and uh, Swiftwind are, are looking for what they saw, and they see, the sh- uh, they see this boat docked in some hidden pirate grotto somewhere, and they land. She reverse transforms into Adora to go undercover and meets with the uh, pirate captain, whose name is not a proper name. His name is Seahawk, but you can call him Hawk. And man, is he a hunk. He uh, he is, and I just think that's very funny because I there's no reason for him to be a hunk, and yet he is. <laughs> I enjoyed his headband. Yeah, he had a headband and a little jaunty scarf, like mm, a little, little yes, purple yeah. scarf, knotted like Freddy on Scooby Doo. Where, but oh, but his was purple, while yeah. Freddy's is like reddish orange. Mm-hmm. Is it red or it's? I don't care. But um, oh yeah, we we've got Hawk, not to be confused with Hawk and Animal of. Uh, <laughs> of <laughs> oh, they would it? definitely be in the horde. Oh, <laughs> the, uh, the Legion of Doom. There we go. Oh, no, 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 no. Ro- no road no. Warriors. Road I get warriors. those confused. Hawk and Animal of the Road Warriors. <laughs> yeah. There we go. What a rush. There we go. They, yeah, and then they come out. Not yeah. to be not very. This hawk very different from that hawk. <laughs> yeah, much he, more debonair. He's got very. He's like doing an impression of a, a swashbuckler. He looks like he went to some Hollywood store for swashbuckling. Oh, I was lazy and I meant to Google this. Did the actor who voiced Hawk, his voice sounds familiar, and I want to just see if I can find it real quick. All right, so so he so he goes on the ship, or she goes on the ship, right? Because Hawk does not want to take her. Yeah, uh, Hawk wonders who she is, and his first mate named Swin is a, a stout, jaunty little man who convinces Hawk that uh, Adora could go with them, and he could get he could give her a passage where they're going. But incidentally, they're going to Horde Harbor to deliver some uh, some goods to uh, Hordax people, and so they have words about whether that's a proper thing for him to do and whether he's a good person or not. And um, and she starts sowing doubt in his head and, and makes him consider that maybe he should join the rebellion. Yes, and I like how that, I will think on those words, woman. <laughs> Isn't yeah, that, that funny? Awesome. <laughs> I love how everyone in Etheria will listen to reason, you know? <laughs> It's just like, well, you, you have a decent argument. Let me let me think about that. Well, I think it is pretty cool how Adora was thinking about um, building up the army for the rebellion. It's kind of fun to think about how she's actually going to need a navy to make um, a formidable force to, to, to go against them. And maybe we'll get some uh, good 
pool toy action figures out of it. I have a question. The, um, the fairies that are around, is that just a fairy that's around? Or they need that fairy so they can fly the ship like in Peter Pan? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that would have been a much better explanation because I don't think they really tied that knot too well. No, they. that was one little point of confusion, how there was just like this gossipy slash helpful sea fairy that was just fluttering yeah. around. Are they like mosquitoes, except they don't have like a mosquito truck? Yeah, and he, like at somewhere first else he treats, like, kinda, treats it kind of like a gnat, and then it starts doing stuff, and then we never get any resolution with it. It just sort of floats around during the episode. It was super weird. You you know they cut something out of that episode about the sea, sea fairy. Yeah, okay, like just like a, a minute that would that would explain what she <laughs> what she did. <clears throat> okay, so apparently uh, Seahawk was voiced by uh, George DiCenzo, who did Bo and Hordak and you okay. know and Dialamug and like everybody. Oh, cool. Okay. So anyway, I. I just that's I don't even know if that's particularly relevant. Oh, but I is was that wondering. the guy? He's like a. Pro- I, I think this is the same guy who was the producer for He Man. Was not a professional voice actor, but he did a ton of extra voice work because it was a big deal to get professional voice actors to do stuff. So he just come in, and sometimes he have his um family come in and do voices too. <laughs> that sounds like fun. Sounds like cheap labor, <laughs> as well. <laughs> So so he gets to Horde Harbor and he see he meets Catra there, mm-hmm. right? Catra and Grizzlor are waiting on the docks. So we see so much of Catra in this episode, and I've got to say my impression of Catra after this episode is love her look, <laughs> hate her voice. But I kind of admired how she was really she was really feeling herself. She oh, was yeah. she was uh, in rare form. She She's she like, really committed. So you almost imagine that once uh Force Captain Adora's out of the picture. She's like, she's been holding me back. Now was my yeah. time to really cut loose. It's true. Give give us a little taste of uh, of Catra. I don't know if I can do it. <laughs> she's making cat noises constantly. She's like, ah, hawk, <laughs> like it was. It's weird. pretty much that nonstop. And yeah. you, you can imagine he's like, do whatever she says. Just make her stop talking. <laughs> yeah, it was funny because when uh, you know, when she does a quick conference call with Hordak, and I'm like, how does Hordak perceive her her talking? Because she was like, Hordak. And then the first thing shuts off, and he's like, "God, why did she talk like that?" But then when Hordak gets on the gets on the line, he's like, "Yes, what is it?" It's like, well, he does it too. So just everybody just has like their weird ticks that they do in between their speeches. Apparently, I love it. Hers is particularly piercing you have to imagine when she's talking he just hits mute and stares at shadow weaver and then just unmute he's like what do you think she's saying he's like i don't know and then he just undoes it. he's like yeah 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 good plan good plan uh, i'll look for i'll look for you pretty soon it's it's funny because i i wonder if catra you, you get the feeling that she is just constantly talking about what a great job she's doing and uh all the success she's having but that's not particularly cat-like She'd be more like a cat if she just caused tiny acts of chaos that did absolutely nothing. Like, she just knocked ships off course somehow. She's like not, a cat would do. She's not particularly stealthy walking no. around saying things. Wrote, and when she transforms into a her battle mode, she is a panther. Yeah. Which is kind of awesome. Yeah. 
You know it's getting serious when she turns oh, into yeah. yeah. I do like that. I yeah. did like she that. Puts down the little mask and transforms. That's cool. And I love I do love her look. She's got like hella cheekbones mm-hmm. and uh her like boots are fantastic. She's got the big eyeshadow. Oh yeah, she's got and, the big big eyeshadow. And Hawk has a lightsaber. That's yes, true. he does. You know, there was so much going on in this episode. I was like, Laser I guess, sword. yeah, I, I really didn't pay too much attention to the fact that that was essentially, yeah, lightsabers. Other people that are on the dock are the um, hordesmen, and they finally answered our question about whether hordesmen are robots or people. And I'm not satisfied with the answer. And I feel, I feel like we have established pretty clearly that they're actual people. Yeah, they called them robots, didn't they? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And I May, think they I, I, yeah. Just why, why, this. why would they be in a like so? So they've been in in uh, taverns and stuff like uh-huh. that, and they're yeah. eating. Exactly. Like, do they need to eat? These are if they're robots. If so, these are super sophisticated robots that they need to be having a discussion about robot citizenship and the nature of life and humanity it's true if they have enough sentience to like mess with people for fun and yucks that is not a robot army you want unless you have absolute control over them and they they probably don't you know Katra doesn't plus they clearly have armor because Prince Adam put on the horde armor at one point. Yeah, I was confused by that too. I, I thought about that, and I was like, I'm not thinking about that. That's, not, <laughs> that's too much. Oh, also, if you if, oh, he has to like pull uh, the robot guts out and then put him put it on him. So yeah, I guess he did. He had to he had to clean it out like a crab shell or a pumpkin. Yeah, <laughs> gross. <laughs> That, so, uh, one more piece of evidence for sophisticated uh, robotry, if this is true. Uh, remember the episode where they uh, knock off of work and just let the automated thresher go? Like, they're also just like bad employee robots. <laughs> so. Yeah, you would think if they were robots, they would just follow the rules. Yeah. 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 Okay, I'm I think not so they sure made about the, this. I mean, I think it's pretty safe to say they turn them into robots so we can feel good about completely destroying them and it's fine sure but we need something to destroy uh, we know we know they're really not robots and if they are they're just as people as people are people. oh i agree <laughs> with that totally did you bring the money of course i have your money so this goes pretty well because immediately catra starts hitting on hawk which i thought oh, was she, hilarious she was thirsty for she was she was into it like catra was into i mean like i can't blame her because he's real good looking and charismatic and and you know several times throughout the fight scenes when hawk is all like doing these really creative things and like using grizzlor as a human shield and stuff <laughs> or human shield a meat shield a animal man shield I was like, where has he been all this time? Like, you know, we, we go back to the Whispering Woods and you see, like, the Sneezy Bolt dudes in, like, Madame Raz. And it's like, the Rebellion really does need somebody like him because, man, is it suffering otherwise. And think about Catra's dating options. If she is st- <laughs> stuck with the Horde, she has Grizzlore. They have definitely dated before. <laughs> they have to. They work together all the time. They have some similar gripes, but you just know their relationship is toxic because all they can do is just complain about stuff and they won't lift each other up. True. They're codependent. Yeah, definitely. She, 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 would, have, she would have been good with Webster. <laughs> the blue well, guy? Yeah, well... Because he's kind of, you know... I feel like that would be a good couple. Just because he's uh, less gross than Grizzlor? Well, Grizzlor's... Yeah, I don't know. 
Grizzler's Grizzler. Does he talk? He talks. Yeah, he he's talks. got that crazy uh, okay, robot yeah. kind of voice. Yeah, his voice was rather metallic. Also, Grizzlor, he probably he was like, me taking my career seriously. <laughs> me go to technical school and set up satellites, etc. <laughs> That's true. With his pointy nails. Mm-hmm. He can type really fast. Uh, you I'll, know Kedra and Mantena couldn't date each other. Mantena, I think he, uh, that's just... He's into some weird stuff. And then also, every time she <laughs> meowed at him, like his face would like echo her voice. Like it would reverberate oh around Lord. the land. <laughs> and then everyone would die. I think he just replicates or something. I don't think he dates. I think Ema, you don't know Mantena. You don't know his life. There's probably a beautiful lady Tenna. Just probably. Lady Tenna? Yeah. Woman, 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 Tina. I hope so. <laughs> I would like to meet her. <laughs> Marry me. <laughs> well, also, anybody out there pregnant, having a girl, I just got you your baby name. No one else is going to have a little woman, Tina. So you're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, can, can you say that a different way? <laughs> woman, Tina. I don't think so. Wo- Womantana. 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 There you go. <laughs> That's beautiful. Little, little Womantana. Uh, that her, sounds Victorian. It sounds, uh, it sounds good. lovely. That's, it's, it's, it's There's going to be a lot of of officials uh, shaking their heads, like doctors, <laughs> priests, uh, grandfathers. Yes. That's true. Use it as a middle name. It's fine. Prepare for the junkyard, you two. Catra. And Grizzler figure out that a door is on the boat, and they seize Hawk, and they're like, "Yeah, have have her, have your men arrest her." And he does. He does. Although, you know, what was he gonna do? It's a Lando Calrissian situation all over again. That's true. That's true. What was he going to do? He wasn't a hard spot. You know what? He's kind of a Lando Calrissian. Both were pirates. And he was. Both were good looking. Foxy. Yeah. yeah. True. A cape. He didn't have a cape. Does he, he have a cape? He should have had a cape. Why doesn't he have a cape? He probably w- he probably wouldn't have been Must- stopped if he had a cape. <laughs> Hawk? Yeah, I can't uh, remember. I don't think he had a cape. No. He should have a cape. He should. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> he probably had one at home. He just didn't wear it. A cape is a scarf. Yeah, a scarf is it's like a cape, mini cape. <laughs> so uh, Adora's uh, Adora makes us feel better about it because she says several times that he had no choice. It is true. I I really do like the care that they put into uh these episodes where you know they're actually they're actually struggling with real moral and ethical issues Mm -hmm. i think that's pretty cool that's true they were back on track you know um uh the whole argument that um they have is of course that hawk and his men they're not well like they're pirates but um they're they're mercenaries like Mm -hmm. they work with the horde but you know according to him they're free men and we're free Mm -hmm. and the the we don't bow to the horde and we're our own persons blah 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 and then of course adora points out quite rightly that um if you do business with bad people you know you can't control when they might do a dirty one on you and then she was proven right like five seconds later. <laughs> That's true. And then she's like, look, you don't even want to be fighting for money. You need to fight for what's good because you're a hunk and you know that that's true in your heart. And he's like, indeed. <laughs> I believe that's 
exactly what the script said. And then he was like, well, I see that She-Ra again later. And Adora's like, I think so, Wink. And so it's like a Jim and Jerrica Benton That's exactly situation. What I, I, I figured Completely. we're going to have this discussion. We have to have this discussion because it is what, it's what happens, you know. And I'm sure there are some deep layered metaphors we can, we can spin about, you know, like the man who's in love with the, like, slightly dopier version of the lady and then, like, actually in love with the super mega powerful version of the lady and that they don't know that it's mm-hmm. the same lady. It's the same lady. It is a good story. You can find our fan fiction about this on <laughs> livejournal.rebecca.biz.gov. I read it. I read it constantly. Uh, it's very good. They hammer that point home uh, the very next scene uh, when uh, he Hawk's having his Dark Knight of the Soul on the boat in broad daylight, and Swin is at the wheel, and he calls Hawk a coward, and then uh, Hawk is trying to defend himself, and then the little sea fairy comes back. I don't really understand this part, but the sea fairy uh, presents him with an image of Adora because it's a little guilt machine. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little R2-D2. Yeah. There's just Star Wars happening all over this episode. Yeah, we've go. got Lando. We've got lightsabers. Yeah. We've got R2. Uh, we got a projection. Hordesmen or stormtroopers. It's true. This is basically just Star Wars. It's pretty close. Uh Catrius, Captain Nico. No, I don't, no, know. I don't, I don't know. Sea elves, yeah. It's <laughs> like all the sea elves, you know. No, that one doesn't fit. Oh, yeah. Ewoks. Oh, I'm sh- I'm <laughs> sure they were Ewoks. CGI'd in there somewhere if you look close enough. Looky is Jar Jar Binks. Oh, uh, he definitely is the Jar Jar Binks. Gross. Except he's in every episode. True. Uh, yeah, okay, just a second ago when I was looking on IMDb to find out about the voice actor's for this episode. I Loki did, see- did Jar Jar Binks. <laughs> yes. I'm just going to guess that now. <laughs> no, uh, but I did see that Loki appeared in 93 episodes, so look forward to that, y'all. 93. Yeah, we'll, 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 we got his number at the end of this episode. We're going we're gonna to let Loki have it at the end of the episode. <clears throat> I'll let Loki have it whenever I feel like it, okay? <laughs> Don't tell me. Air Cruiser number one. Oh, to Horde headquarters. Come in. Oh! So that so that was enough to make Hulk uh, turn his ship into the flying ship because he he's he's like yeah you're right we're gonna go we're gonna go get uh, Adora and so they uh, set up the solar sails and uh, raise the ship out of the sea and they start chasing down uh, Catra and Grizzlor's blimp and if we you know you know how much we admire the vehicles I have to say I'm real into the Hordak blimp yeah mm-hmm. it was good it was a good ship. Yeah. And, and then their brilliant strategy for boarding the ship using pirate techniques. <laughs> and also, uh, the, I guess apparently knowing the blind and their uh, ship detection system, because they go right over the blimp mm-hmm. and then like, boop, get on it. It was pretty great. Um, right before they board, we were talking a little bit about that um, conference call that uh, Katra had to Hordak, bragging to Hordak about how she caught Adora. And I like how she just keeps hammering home that she wants a reward and Hordak is just matter of fact about it like he's any kind of good boy boss and he's like yes you're rewarded for success and punished for failure <laughs> you, 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 tough but fair yeah. I mean there's nothing really evil about that that's tough, tough but fair Hordak. Yeah. tough but fair so only Hulk comes in from his ship because he has a crew of two <laughs> and swim <laughs> and manages to take out 
three Hordesmen and Grizzlor. And that's when he used Grizzlor as the meat shield. As the meat, yeah. the meat shield. It was fantastic. Grizzlor looked smaller than before. Yeah, he yeah he looked a lot leaner. Looked like he combed his hair and it wasn't like, or he just got out of the shower. He, he was He used conditioner today. No, he, he did. He didn't. It was all like, it was just like down. Like it was like a wet dog. Also, Maybe he had just gotten out of the shower. Grizzlor may have had a tick and they had to shave his hair back. <laughs> Aww. And he had to take a lime bath. Yeah. Oh, oh. I got I'm not doing it again. Chrysler got skunked. <laughs> hey, skunk or might have came through. You smell terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine if he kept shooting with like lasers and kept missing, but hitting his hair, and it would just be you just smell like burnt hair. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> <laughs> these are these are problems. Grizzler problem. In the process he manages to free Adora and give her the sword. Mm-hmm. Become She-Ra. And She-Ra's karate kick is the new He-Man punch. Which I'm I love. I love the I love Bruce Lee kicks. Yeah. It's a good thing. So far she's uh shattered the man frozen in ice and kicked down a few doors with the kick. So I I look forward to seeing more I would like to see a flying kick. I don't think that's too much to ask. It would just be a kick, but they'd move the animation. When She-Ra comes out, she helps Hawk dispatch Catra, who has turned into a cat with her awesome uh, cat goggles. And she has lots of sassy things to say. Uh, like is all that roaring necessary? Yeah, I did like that. Yeah, that that was that was all clever and fun. And uh, to thank her, Hawk uh, tells her he'll give her like gold and jewels and gowns. She's like, not necessary. I'm like, get you some gowns, girl. <laughs> she don't need Hawk. To get, <laughs> she don't need Hawk to get her some gowns. She can get her own gowns. <laughs> He's got like little elf gowns. Like I stole these. I, yeah, all of her gowns would have been ill-gotten. Okay, he was a pirate. Okay. <laughs> Was not doing like I don't know where in Ethereum you would steal a bunch of gowns from, but I'm sure he knows some bummer of a town where they all wear flower sacks but have to make gowns for the hordesmen's wives. I don't know. Well, from the last one, I mean the town. The towns have are rich, you know, just like yeah. treasures upon treasures. That's what I was like thinking when she was saying, "Don't do business with the horde, just like do it with the rebellion." And I'm thinking like he's not even going to suffer financially because they got money. Yeah. <laughs> like, they can pay him. <laughs> They're fine. They're doing fine. No I worries there. I think it's because in Eternia and Etheria, there's lots of um, ancient treasure and cursed relics everywhere. Pretty much every household has their own cursed relic, probably. Yeah. It's someone's bones or something like that. <laughs> someone's yeah, dried blood or something. Brings good luck. <laughs> yeah, and then he basically just agrees to fight for the rebellion and everything is awesome. And I hope we see him again because I've, I've enjoyed... Everything. I also like this. how Adora I had to call Hordak and um, show him that she's bringing uh, Catra and Grizzler back. Hordak didn't even seem mad or shocked. He's like, yes, that will be good. You know what? My theory is that he's secretly proud of her for being sassy. Oh, I like that. It's like his daughter. He's like, he was like, she's kind of, I mean, like somewhere in him, Hordak respects her rebellious nature. I, I appreciate that. That That's my headcanon. It's sticking. I'll be waiting to get my hands on those two. <laughs>
they, so they they, they, they they hit the Zeppelin button autopilot and it goes back to the horde. Okay. And they get on their own ship. I, I would have taken that blimp. That'd have been awesome. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. I, 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 I don't understand the whole point of just sending them back. Why? Just don't you have a jail or like somewhere you can put them? I don't just, know. Just have Madame Rez keep them company. <laughs> Anything but that. <laughs> She's making breakfast again. Stop it. I killed it. them with a pancake. Oh, dearie my. <laughs> that Catra has some sharp outfits. As we begin to talk about Lucky, I would just like to say that I don't believe what Lucky showed us. Lucky says, did you see me in the episode? I don't remember that. <laughs> I do not remember that shot that he's in. Your brain, it was like a boring establishing shot. There was no reason to pay Did you see him? When he came through? No. Did you see him? Let me tell you something. I don't think he was there. I am never going to look for Lucky. And if I see Lucky, I'm going to pretend I didn't. That's how much I hate Lucky. (laughs) I don't feel like Lucky's really part of this universe. No. It was so abrupt. Like, after, like, I really, I really enjoyed this story. I really Uh did. I thought it was pretty good, too. And uh, when it wrapped up and then there was just, like, screeching halt and then here was Lucky, I was like, ugh. I just wanted to see that there are other creatures like Lucky. I wanted to see somebody acknowledge Lucky. I, I don't, I don't understand, I don't understand what he is. He's like a like a Teddy Ruxpin character or something. I just don't get him. He's, he's like he's he's like when Bugs Bunny like takes the eraser, you know, and like erases stuff, and then like he's like a he's like a th- in between like the real world and that yeah. world. Okay, he does look kind of like those creatures. Yeah, you know? when you say it like that, I I could almost get behind Lucky, but I still can't. <laughs> oh, I didn't say get behind him. I just I'm just trying to explain where he's it's like from. a weird side part. It's like the Electric Company to is to Sesame Street or something. It just doesn't it just doesn't quite connect. It's not the same thing. So how, how how do you feel his moral is? Look for the good in people? Well, I think he protests too much. <laughs> <laughs> like me, your new best friend, Lucky. Yeah. Look for the good in me. You love me. I'm Lucky. At least it was on point for the episode. Sometimes He-Man's folks, I feel like they get a call at the last minute and they just say crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they just dig deep into their memory banks about something terrible that happened to them. <laughs> They're about at, past at, traumas. Past traumas at the factory. <laughs> past scams that they fell for. Don't fool people. You will die. <laughs> Yeah, at least it was on point. I'll give Lucky that, although mm. frankly, it's just more mercy than Lucky deserves. Preposterous. But we had so, overwhelming positive feelings, probably. About overwhelmingly the positive. Yeah, I really, especially compared to the last one, and the fact that we didn't see the Whispering Woods, we didn't see Madame Raz. Yeah. There was no pancake magic. It really, uh, it really upped the the scale for me. I would give this a solid four and a half. Okay. Out of five. Have we? Have you done a five yet? We haven't done a five. No, for but I yet. came really close though. I mean, like really? I think it was like I think it was four. Well, we, eight did, or we, four we, nine. we can go back and say that at, towards the end there <laughs> once we actually watch a lot of them. Do you do you feel like you do you feel like we've already hit the ceiling for quality, or do you think there's room for it to get? better? I think there's room for it to get better, especially so if, if they explore some things that they've that they've sort of hinted at, which I mm-hmm. I have faith that they'll do. Um, four and a half sea elves out of five. Okay, four and, I mean, and a half. I mean, I you know. Yeah, I liked how it was a lore episode, and I, I think it's pretty cool they took a risk and decided to do a uh, sea-based setting. I wish we would see just a little more of the Horde, but at least we have some familiar characters. Um, I'm going to go 4.2. Okay. Okay. Get, uh, I, I, I'm, uh, you go. Yeah. yeah. Are you done? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Uh, uh, 4.2? Uh, 2. 4.2. Okay. Yeah. All right. Point two. <laughs> um, 
Uh, I'm just going to go four even. I liked it. Uh, I don't know. Catcher's voice was kind of it that was, that was a bit much. Yeah, yeah but I, I like her better than... Uh, than Madame Raz, so and there there wasn't a lot of that that area in this episode, so mm-hmm. that that was pretty good, yeah. Well, we have everything, and I mean, there there's the beginnings of a sea army. You reforming some hunky scalawags. I think this episode had it all. So, oh, but yeah. I don't. I bet Bo's not going to like him hoarding in on his thing. Like I'm, it the, is his I'm thing. the handsome swashbuckler. They also have red hair, both of them. Mm-hmm. They're both gingers. Yeah, Bo's not going to like that. Um, He'll have an identity crisis, and then we'll have to watch that episode. <laughs> Did you notice his mustache wasn't red? It was just bright, like black. It was just like drawn in. <laughs> so I wonder if he dyes his hair because he thinks it gives him an edge, a mysterious edge. Or he just can't grow a mustache and he draws it in. Because he thinks it gives him a mysterious edge. <laughs> yes. Same reason. A sea fairy curse. <laughs> you can't have the power of the mustache I am looking forward to some of the next episodes I try not to look too far ahead But I can see little uh, little images And I see some monsters And I see a lot more horde people I, I feel like it's going to go in a good direction After we got a little scare last time Let's hope, hear, hear And now a few production notes You can connect with us on Facebook, Twitter Or on our website at www.thewizardsnightshirt.com And of course you can download us on iTunes Where you can also leave us a review Reviews help people find the podcast so it can grow. Please sign up for the newsletter through our Facebook page or website, and we can let you know when new episodes are out. Finally, if you have a question or comment for the show, please email us at rumors at thewizardsnightshirt.com. Thanks. We appreciate your support. That's our show for today. We want to thank you for listening. Please remember, Bordak Corporation is offering performance-based salary bonuses. No, you look too smart to be lost and too beautiful to be an elf. I'm also too big.